Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. Well, good morning, Inga. How it goes? Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. What tell me, What about it is fabulous? Oh, just because it's another day in paradise. Yes. You woke <laughs> up, and you're alive, you're breathing. You That's, get to come to this beautiful building. Oh, joy, oh, with joy. With the joy of podcasting. Oh, joy, oh, joy. It yes. is fabulous, isn't it? Oh, fabulous. Because you choose for it to be fabulous. Right, right. I a, choose not to be a miserable cow. Yes. I concur. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I'm kind of excited about today. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit random. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's, I feel like those are the more fun episodes yeah. for us, really. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically, we just found that uh, there was a 90 year old gal that had written uh, 42 life lessons she has been taught throughout her, her longevity. And um, so she has made a list of that. Yeah. And so I did Google it. There are several people that have made lists, but I like this gal. Um, she's out of Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, she said, I, to celebrate growing older, I once wrote the 42 lessons life taught me. And so she just got more and more uh, requests for the column. And so she shares it wherever she goes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And actually, I think I ran into your office this morning and said, I'm doing number two right now. <laughs> oh, not going not number two. two. <laughs> number two on the life lessons. Okay, well, maybe you can cut that out, Alyssa, please. But anyway... <laughs> um, light, number two life lesson. I'm going to do that right now. And I did. So anyway, well, let's do our verse hilarious. and then we can get into the real good stuff. You betcha. Well, it's all good. But, of course. Um, okay. So Ecclesiastes chapter three, uh, verses 12 through 13. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I, I kind of tried to read the backstory and all of that to make sure I was using it appropriately. Mm -hmm. But truly, this is God's gift to us is waking up every morning. <laughs> yes. Because that's what they call it is the present because it's a present every day when you wake up. Yep. And thus uh, going through these 42 life lessons, it just all kind of pull it together. That's fantastic. Yep. Well, what about a good news story? Did you bring one for us today? I did. This is very cool. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, basically, they did a release of the wild uh, bison herd back into the Blackfoot tribal land. Mm, yep. And and they did that, you know, um, back in the in Ju July. It was early, um, earlier than this. But um, I just thought it was really cool. So the Blackfoot Nation released 30 wild bison back into their land, a project nine years in the making, but the tribe believes it will be a monumentous occasion for scientists to study the animal in its natural state. Mm -hmm. And so they just have a bunch of discussion about, you know, the land, bringing it back, and how cool to be driving. I just love driving down and seeing 
bison or elk on the road. I, I don't like it when the elk are in my hay, but man, if they're up in the wild, they're just so <laughs> beautiful. And that's kind of how I felt about seeing these bison when you're up in the browning area. Yeah. So, Did you know that Kevin Lake wants to raise buffalo? Oh, it's a bad idea. I have heard that they are very destructive. Mm-hmm. They're very, I, they're pretty tasty, I've heard. Yeah. I myself have not tried it, uh-huh. but um, I, I'm with you on the, when you're driving along, and actually, isn't there something in Hot Springs yeah. area? Yeah. yeah. So when you're driving and you see like a big herd of buffalo, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just something different about it. I know, right? Yeah. Yep. I love it so much. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to get a couple of bison just to have them, mm-hmm. you know, since we have the cattle and everything. And everybody's like, do not do it. They will just rip and tear everything apart. Yeah. But if that's your focus, like the guy in Hot Springs, mm-hmm. he actually went to school with my brother. Oh. And um, so he, it seems like they're pretty domesticated, pretty mellow. Um, but it's, it's a lot of work it I would imagine gotta keep those fences strong right because then there's that guy up there though um on Hodgson yes he's got a giraffe oh no not a giraffe he had a camel a camel he had a camel a zebra and a buffalo yep so one of each (laughs) just for looking at (laughs) yeah because people do people enjoy it all the time absolutely absolutely well that is very very cool i hope that that works out well and i hope that next time i drive through browning i get to see some buffalo you'll be looking for them (laughs) well my story um is about demario davis and actually Alyssa is going to because she's techie she's going to put a video up for us to listen to it's something that i stumbled across when i was uh scrolling through tiktok and i just thought that this story was so amazing for me it always comes back to just gratitude. And I think that that's something that, um, we're going to be talking about in our life lessons and just the, the ability to believe that there's something more and there's something better and, um, and be grateful for what you have. And you just don't know what, what's even better. So anyway, take it away, Alyssa. Uh, I started to realize something. Um, man, we play this game on Sundays and it's really the Lord's day. Mm-hmm. And the day we should be worshiping the Lord, a lot of times players are getting worshiped and we get to go on this ball field. So since so many of us didn't get to go to church today, I have a word that I want to share. I know this is a little untraditional. So like I said, buckle up. <laughs> uh, Revelations 3.20 says, See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and eat with him and he with me. I want to tell y'all about a knock that I heard this week. A lot of people don't know this, but on Friday, my daughter, she's four years old, she had her third uh, epilepsy seizure attack. It's my same daughter who uh, survived retinoblastoma. Uh, she's been totally clear to that, but she had her, her third um, seizure, and it's been almost two years. She was uh, about a month away. If she would have had no seizures for one more month, then she would have been off the medicine, but now we have to start that clock all the way over. Mm-hmm. It was on Friday when we was a bunch of kids were over the house and she was playing and I noticed something was off. Um, and I told her mom I thought she was having a seizure. Her mom is pretty good. She, she saw it, my wife, and we took her in the room, didn't want to cause a scene. And she started to foam at the mouth. And uh, it was worse, her worst seizure. For 30 minutes, um, she seized. Um, she wouldn't come, and we had to call the uh, paramedics. They came, and so over the course of time, it ended up being a total of 30 minutes. They got her in. My wife got in the paramedics with her. I got behind them driving. 
Um, you can imagine all the thoughts that's racing through your mind. The last sight you see of your daughter is she's totally out of it. Um, got to the hospital and my wife told me that my daughter stopped breathing in the car twice. Um, so I'm, of course, praying. We get to the hospital. They put, give her a bunch of medicine. They should see the stop. She's laying there. And at this point, if she sees for 30 minutes, you, 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 you start to fear there could be development issues that could mess with her brain. Um, you know, she stopped breathing. If there was no oxygen going to her brain, you know, you're starting to think about her speech be slurred or anything um, or worse. So we prayed and we prayed and she had medicine and, and my wife and I had to stay overnight at the hospital. And in the middle of the night, probably about three o'clock, I heard a knock. And the knock, the knock was my daughter. I prayed for her. I said, God, let this just be an attack from the enemy that's just trying to be a distraction and let him have overplayed his hand and my daughter come back stronger than before. When I heard my daughter talk in the middle of the night, and my daughter, she doesn't have any develop, development issues, praise God. She doesn't have any slurred speech, you know, prior to this. She woke up talking clearer than she was talking before. Now, anyone who deals with epilepsy knows that it takes a little a few days for them to come back. You know, they usually can get back to normal wherever they were, um, but it takes a couple of days. They're groggy. It's a lot because what their body is like, it's like the TV just static in their brain. Mm. She was talking clearer than before. And it was 3 o'clock, and we heard her talk, and we let her talk for about 20 minutes and said, hey, baby, it's, it's, it's nighttime. Let's go back to sleep. You know, and I just prayed. I started saying, praise God, praise God. The next morning when she got up, my daughter was so sharp. She was able to talk to her, me and her mom. I mean, clear conversation. She's sharp for a four-year-old. No stuttering. All her words clear. And my daughter, like I said, my daughter is already sharp. She was sharper than before. And if any of, if any of you were able to have a conversation with my daughter, you wouldn't know anything had ever happened. So we had a birthday party for my seven-year-old daughter that day. She got to be released from the hospital, and she came back home. And it was as if nothing was happening. She was playing with the kids the day before. And she had the worst seizure that she had ever had. And the next day, she's back out there playing with the kids. Now, of course, we can't let her get overstimulated. We have to keep bringing her in. We have to keep cooling her down. Can't let her do too much just because of protocol. But when I tell you uh, I, I got a chance to see hear a knock from God, and what I want to share is we get to play this game, and it's great. And there's so many amazing things that happen in that game. And everybody wants to hear about them. But when we lead this game, we go back to being regular people. And regular people are living life, and people are waiting for a knock. And the word says who Jesus is. He's knocking at the door. All you got to do is get up. And so on the way, man, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm praying, and I'm trusting, and I'm believing. And I'm asking for my daughter to make it through. I'm asking that she's better than before. And God gave me just what I asked for plus some. I was blown away. And at that point, I knew, well, I, the game is already, the game is going to take care of itself. <laughs> my, my knock had already been, been answered. And I just want people to know, like, if you got stuff going on in your life, lay it before the Lord. Lay it before the Lord and trust. And be expecting of a knock. Because the word says what you have to do is you have to get up and open the door. He's not going to open the door for you. He's going to knock. But you have to be listening and waiting for the knock. And when you see it, you have to get up and open the door. And your blessing is going to be there. Now, I'm going to be here to talk about football next week. I wish y'all well. Happy Sunday and praise God. Oh. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
I just love that. Yeah, I thought it was very definitely nice. worthy of a share. Oh boy. Yeah. Wow. Well, listeners, if you have verses that you'd like to share, if you have good news stories, please email those to thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And let's get going on these life lessons. Right. Oh, number one. Love it. <laughs> very many versions of all of these go mm-hmm. around all the time. Yes. But this is this is how um, our gal Regina uh how she worded it. Life isn't fair, but it's still good. Isn't that the truth? Yes, yes. Life isn't fair, so get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we always say in raising animals, and especially animals that actually get exhibited at fair, Uh um, at the county fair, we always say, you know, life's not fair. Fair is where you go to show your animals. So you you need to get over it and understand that um that's just how it rolls sometimes yeah it's really I think more about how you figure out how to deal with things when you feel that something has not been fair yeah but the sooner you can learn that life isn't fair the better off you'll be yeah yeah no (laughs) I tell you if you you gotta you gotta understand this one yeah and apply it so here's my number two yep your number two (laughs) when in doubt just take the small the next small step Mm -hmm. So I have been agonizing over this big project for electronic visit verification mandates that are happening (laughs) in our world, just agonizing over this project. Mm. And how do I, what do I do? And how do I best train the caregivers? And what do I do administratively? And blah, 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 blah. And so I've kind of been frozen. Yeah. But I read this this morning and I was like, you know what? I'm taking my step. So I literally got up from my desk, walked out, put up my big white piece of paper so I can start making my steps. And now I feel so much better because yeah. I'm like, okay, I've started this project and I, I have a plan. Uh-huh. It's going to be all right. Yeah. 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 So take that next step. Oh my gosh. When I have a day to be able to stay at home, there's times that during the week we just, things pile up mm-hmm. and then you're there, you get, you finally get a couple hours just to be home and you're just looking around and you're like, where do I even start? Yep. I don't even know what to do. So sometimes you don't, you just yeah. sit down oh, yeah. and go, ah. Not today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> but I've noticed that if I just don't quite know where I want to start, just start with something. Get the dishes done. Get a load of laundry going. Yep. Um, you know, pick up that pile. What you know, and and then you just kind of piddle around, and then later you're looking, you go, "Wow, I was really busy, and I yep. got a lot done." Uh, yep. But you got to start somewhere. Yep. True story. <laughs> uh, life is too short. Enjoy it. We, we live this a lot at my house because, um, we are not things necessarily people or like, we don't have the fanciest house. We don't have the nicest landscaping or any landscaping if I'm to be honest, (laughs) but, um, we enjoy our life and we get to spend it with people and we get to spend it traveling and doing things that we enjoy. And that's more valuable to us than... (coughs) than any of those other things. So we're learning that. And I'm trying to teach you to, you know, take the day off, go to your thing, spend the weekend with your kids. <laughs> yes. At a, what is it? Lick Springboard concert? Uh-huh. Rick. Dick Springerman. Rick Springfield. Oh, right, right, right. The one, the only, yeah. the legend. All right. <laughs> so your job won't take care of you when you are sick. Your friends and family will. There you go. And especially if you have a grandma Fisher. Yes. She's very good. Yes. Pay off your credit cards every month. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a biggie. Yeah. A lot of people get in trouble yep. by not doing that. Yeah. It is just a really great habit to get yourself into. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes those things, then you it just compounds and compounds oh. and compounds. Yep. 
then it gets out of control in a hurry. But yes, if you can do that, pay off your credit cards every month and, um, and try to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You don't have to win every argument. Stay true to yourself. This is, uh, you hear my big sigh. <laughs> this is one that I feel like I've matured a lot with and that I try to help, you know, my, my kids and you don't always have to be right. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to be right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can still believe what you believe and, um, and, and it'll be okay, but also validate someone else. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to win every argument. You have to decide what's, what's worth more. Well, is this your mountain <laughs> to die on? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because that is tough. It's hard not to say things. Mm -hmm. But they say that we don't listen to listen. We listen to respond. Yes. We're already working on what our response is going to be before we even listen to what they're saying. And and um, there are times that actually less is more. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yep. And you learn that the older you get. Yes. I'm still working and, on it every day. You know, day. something that I've done in the past is like maybe you, you're in a conversation or a text or something like that and you type it all out, but then you stop and take a breath and you're like, <laughs> you know what? It doesn't yep. need to be said. So wipe it out and then just move on. Yeah. I've always heard write the letter, but don't necessarily yeah. send it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've also heard the basically, um, like if you're, if you're really outraged about something, give it 24 hours. Yep. You and were, then, you're really good at that one. Yes, I have to sleep on it. Yep. And then then I'll be able to respond in a calmer fashion. Well, you do that with some of our bigger purchases here, too. I do. Yeah, when it comes to money issues, you just aren't very impulsive at all. Yeah. You're you're very methodical in, in your plans. And yep. you're. it's just like, okay, bring it up and then let her chew on it. Yep, <laughs> for sure. I, I That has served us well, I yep. think, in uh -huh. not making impulsive decisions. And yeah. especially when you get in sales situations where people are trying to sell you or push you into something that you're like, I'm not sure, you know, but there are some things that, <laughs> you know, that we just know, right? Yes. So we oh, yeah. qu act quickly, but yep, yep. anyway. Um, so they, she says, cry with someone. It's more healing than crying alone. Yeah, I never really thought about that before. Me either. And I am not a good crier. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, like I don't cry often. Mm -hmm. And so my, my kids consequence, consequently, like Bailey hardly ever cries. Mm -hmm. So when she does, it absolutely destroys me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I wish we would have cried more when, mm -hmm. you know, earlier on because mm -hmm. it, it, it's a thing. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Who wishes yeah. that they would have cried more? Mm. Just you. I know. I know I need to <laughs> Sammy though. Sammy's she'll be like, I needed a good cry. So I'm going to go watch a movie that oh. I know I'm going to cry or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to cry. So I can't watch that I movie know. ever. Literally you'll go, is this going to make me cry because I'm not going to watch it then? <laughs> oh. Well, it usually gives me a headache if I cry. So oh. I'm like, well, I don't want that. No, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, save for retirement, starting with your first paycheck. They say that everywhere. Yes. Just put away that, something. That is as important check. as diet and exercise. Yes. Yes. Putting away <laughs> and saving. Oh, hey, wait, though. A, I wonder if by the time we get to number 42, if there's going to be anything in here all, at all that says eat your vegetables and make sure you exercise. Oh, I would probably put money on it. You think so? Oh, yeah. Why okay. Not? Well, we'll see. Because everything else does. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe this is the one episode that, that doesn't say that. Um, when it comes to chocolate, resistance is futile. Oh, funny. <laughs> yep, yep. Make peace with your past so it won't screw up the present. 
if that isn't the truth. That's a big one. Yeah. That is a big one. I think the most time I ever really, really think about this one is if somebody's having a long, drawn-out, agonizing death. Because I've asked the family, have have they made peace with everybody that right. they need? And so the kids are like, oh, you know, were they okay with their parents? Were they okay with their siblings? Is there problems with any of the children? You know, uh, it's it's a rough one. I was having a conversation with a, a client's um, daughter-in-law yesterday, and she was talking to me about healing wounds. Mm. And she said, it's really hard to heal your wounds when you're taking care of the person that caused the wounds. So I thought that was very, very interesting. And now the person that caused the wounds is no longer in their right mind. You know, their dementia. But the person is still hurt. But the person is still hurt. And so trying to heal that is very difficult. And so they're just constantly living in that pain. But... Um, recognizing it, I think, is is a good thing. That yeah. self-awareness and and making steps and efforts to try to heal <coughs> situations. So well, then, and this will probably come up. I'm probably jumping a hoop here, but um, then that person has to learn forgiveness mm-hmm. of not only the person that yep. hurt them to whatever degree that means to them, mm-hmm. but then to also forgive yourself. Because there's probably guilt there. All of the weird things that we do yeah. to ourselves. That's a tough one. It's, uh, yeah, that's really, really true. The forgiveness thing. But we tell our caregivers often, probably every time, if there's any family dynamics going on with the situation, we're just like, okay, this is what we know. This is what we think we know. And remember, we don't know anything. Because yes. truly... Back in the day when they were kids and, you know, was the dad a closet drinker or was the mom, right? you know, depression or, you know, well, what are the things that made these people so resentful of the situation? We will never know. Yeah. And, and it's shocking sometimes when we have people that will say, I had one gentleman tell me, he said, you're going to have to forgive me. But, uh, you know what, as I was being re- raised... My my mother was an absolute bitch. And here's this incredible <laughs> professional man telling me, he goes, I'll do anything for my dad, but I can't do anything for my mom. Wow. So here, yeah. I, I need you to take care of her. Yeah. He was honest. Yep. And that was his way of dealing with it. But I was shocked when that came out of his <laughs> mouth because I was like, holy cow. Well, and it, it taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. To say, you know what, I assume this guy had a great life, very professional. He had a three-piece suit on. He was the top of his tier in his chosen profession. But yet he still had stuff in his back pocket. Yeah, from just and it was a little the trigger kid. was his mom. Yeah. And now he was kind of role reversed helping with mother. Well, it's very, very true when you say like he, we think we know, we don't have any idea. Yeah. And so sometimes you can have the um Unfortunately, like even us, we can have the tendency when you hear a story and you don't know the rest of the story, um, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that a person would call their mom a bitch, you know, like how would that even happen? But you don't know what happened all those years that led up to that. So Yeah, yeah. I, and, and so we, we we do try to stay really neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and always course, always say three three sides to every story. Oh, absolutely. And of course, just saying that if a situation ever were like not safe for yeah. you know if, a, if there's so much resentment that 
it's not going to be safe for somebody. We're going to intervene at that point in time. You know what I mean? To. But yes, we've yes. had to. We've yeah. had family members show up on a doorstep screaming and yelling. Yeah, yeah. It's, wow, it's glamorous this work we do. <laughs> Um, it's okay to let your children see you cry. And that's where my thing is. I've always tried to just shelter and shield whatever emotions I'm feeling from my kids. But yeah, well, I'm, I usually have no filter. So whatever, (laughs) whatever's happening, it's all over your face. Everyone knows it's out there for everybody. Yeah. I like this one. Don't compare your life to others. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Yeah. And I noticed that in like dealing with all kinds of different dynamics, um, even with like selling sheep and working with families and, and then the work that we do with Mm -hmm. our clients and, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you just don't ever truly know what someone is going through or, you know, what decisions are being made, maybe what sacrifices that one family is doing versus another. And, um, so it's really hard when you, when you want to sit and compare to someone else's situation and you don't have all of the information, because I think at times that can have a tendency to create a lot of hard feelings over things that may or may not even be real. Probably mostly not. Mostly not. Because the other, really the devil out there is social media. (laughs) Mm, And that's where a lot of our younger kids are really falling into traps of comparing themselves to others and thinking that somebody's got it great because they're showing themselves at the lake or trying on new clothes or whatever. And they're not doing those same things. It's really a hit to self-esteem. Yes. It's really, really tough out there. Because we we cannot help but be jealous. We cannot help but compare. Mm-hmm. And we've got to try not to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if a relationship has a secret, you shouldn't be in it. Oof, da. That's yep. a good one. That's oh, a really that's good, a good one. one. I was just telling you a story about my daughter. She, yes. She, um, she thought it was going to go out with a boy and it was just to dinner. It was very, you know, non-compendal or anything, but all of a sudden at the very, just before he was going to make the final plans to pick her up, he dropped a bomb <laughs> and she was like, well, this changes things. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, we've been talking for so long and you've never brought this up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I have to, uh, yeah. step back from this. Huh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath. It calms the mind. You got to remember to take the breath. Oh, man. I think I've told this story before, but we will say that to our show kids mm-hmm. um, because sheep at times are naughty <laughs> and they're super strong. <laughs> and sometimes they give the kids a hard time in the show ring. And then it's just funny. You can literally see the energy go from the kid through their hands into the lamb. Yep. And then everybody's off to the races, oh, right? Boy. So if you can make eye contact with a kid that you see is kind of fizzling or spinning out of control, you just basically remind them to take a breath. And then it's like, it just... Yep. <sighs> let it go. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm thinking about not just the breath, but your mom, Mm -hmm. when she was saying, take five, you've got five seconds. Yep. Five seconds to panic and then pull it together. Then you get a plan and you've, yeah. (laughs) That's so cute that my mom's like, and I'm taking every one of those. (laughs) 
1001. <laughs> no, anyway, I, I loved that podcast with my, with our moms. Yeah. Like if you listeners haven't seen it, it was the hundredth episode and it was my favorite episode we've ever done. Cause yeah. I just, it just reiterates like how dang smart our moms are. Yeah. They have so much to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, speaking to social media where it <laughs> says, um, something about, you know, if, as you get older, you find out your mom was right after all. I know. <laughs> what did Sammy sent me one time something about like if if at first you like try and fail, then try doing it the way your mom told you to do it in the first place. Oh, I, it probably took a like, lot for her to send that, and he was like, Ugh. she's like, dang it! If I would have just done it your way, and I, I tell that to Bailey too, like. I'm not, I'm not going to set you up for failure. And I do have a lot more life experience than you. So yeah. possibly just try it my way uh, first and so it, you might save yourself some time. Yep. But if you want to do it the hard way, that's okay. That's there's a wall. That's, See it. You're going to hit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, get rid of anything that isn't useful. Clutter weighs you down in many ways. So can I just say <sighs> in, in my life, this would apply to relationships too. Oh, Sure. Yeah. You know, I've seen some stuff. I've experienced some stuff. I've seen my kids go through some stuff. If you're in a relationship, a friendship, whatever that looks like, mm -hmm. and it is not useful and it is not moving you forward or bringing you any joy, mm -hmm. just it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's, they're not your people. Yep. No, I love that. That's a, a different kind of clutter because I'm thinking about my house again right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Whatever doesn't kill you really does make you stronger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's never too late to be happy, but it's all upon you and, and no one else. Man. Yes. Learning that early on in life mm -hmm. is a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out how to be happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out not to rely on other people. Yep. Yep. If you are content with yourself, then you don't have to reach to other people for your happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's a big life lesson. Big one. Yeah. When it comes to going after what you love in life, don't take no for an answer. Oofta. It's your story. That's a good one. I need to work on that one. Hmm. I burn the candles, use the nice sheets, wear the fancy lingerie. Don't save it for a special occasion. Today is special. I like that one a lot. I love that one. We always tend to do that. Oh, no, this is going to be we for. We have to save this for this special occasion. Yeah. Like, no, no. Bring it out. We're using it today. <laughs> Um, let's see, over prepare, then go with the flow. Oh, I love that. I like that a lot too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a situation where that happened to us. I, when we travel, like I've gotten better. So I used to be way, way, way <laughs> over the top, just insane about plans and everything like that. Now mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, a couple days in advance or whatever, but I always, if we're going somewhere, I want to make sure that I have that hotel reservation before we get there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, think, set things up so that it, because you can't count on right. that, that, that you're just going to walk into a hotel and there's going to be a room, right? <laughs> right well, so. we had this situation where we had gone to Billings and I don't remember what we went for something to do with sheep, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I had our hotel reservation we show up and it was late by the time we got there because we left work, right? And yep. drove to Billings. So um, walk into the hotel and I was like, hey, we're here to check in. And the guy's like, yeah, you don't have a room anymore. Um, we we scanned your card and it didn't work. And so we released your room. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh. <laughs> like, you got nobody called, nobody, whatever. Well, what it turned out had happened is many years ago, I had made a reservation at that hotel through like an Expedia or something like that. So when I called to make 
the reservation directly with the hotel, whoever was there just pulled up the old, like from years ago. Oh no. And it was a credit card that we didn't have anymore. So when they ran it, it declined it. Um, They didn't call me. They didn't, there was no notice or anything like that to say, uh, sorry lady, there's no rooms. And it was busy, 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 busy time in billing. So they had no rooms. Oh, no. So I was like standing in front of this guy and I'm like, okay, well then you got to help me find another room. So he's calling and calling and every hotel he calls, mm. no, the answer is no, no, we don't have any availability. And I can see the panic setting in on him a little bit too, but he's really digging in his heels that they did the right thing. Well, we finally did end up getting a hotel. It was way farther away. It was more money. Mm. Um, so we were just like, well, I mean, we're going to be grateful that there's at least some place for us to stay, not just in our pickup truck, right? Uh-huh. So we went to the other hotel, and then I was able to reach out later to that hotel, that, like the one that gave our reservation away, talk to them, explain the situation. They looked into it, figured out what happened, and they're like, you know what? Next time you come, it's on us. Wow. So. I didn't completely lose my mind and burn that bridge, but I did think about lighting the match because I was oh. like, are you kidding me? Anyway, prepare and then go with the flow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Be eccentric now. Don't wait for old age to wear purple. <laughs> I think that one's cute. Yeah, that's adorable. Um, the most important sex organ is the brain. Yeah. No one is in charge of your happiness but you. Notice this is the second time that a version of this has come up. Yeah. You are responsible for your own happiness. Yeah. Do not rely on other people. Do not put it on other people yeah. that they are responsible for your happiness. Oh, it's up to you. Big deal. Yep. Frame every so-called disaster with these words in five years. Will this matter? That's great advice. Yeah. Cause I can think now of some of the things that I thought were the biggest situations in my life. And now you're like, yeah, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah. We made it. We made it. Yep. Always choose life. Always choose life. Oh, good one. Forgive, but don't forget. I think that's important for me in the manner of, you know, being able to forgive people for situations, but just remembering that, hey, maybe I don't put myself in that same situation with this person. Don't let it happen again. You know, don't let it happen again. It's not that you have to hold on to it and have it be negative all the time. It's more so like for self-preservation. Really true. Like, yep, yep. Um, I, I love this one. What other people think of you is none of your business. (laughs) That, that is a little bit of a problem with social media though, but honestly, it's none of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, when you put yourself out there like that though, people are going to say stuff. What do they call them? The haters? Oh yeah. There's always going to be the hater or the one that just says something stupid just to say something. Yeah. If you listen to like, um, people that are like highly successful people, I mean, they will always come back to that because you're going to, no matter what happens Mm -hmm. in life, there are going to be people out there that don't like you, Mm -hmm. whether it's justified or not, Mm -hmm. but it's none of your business. Yeah. You know, and it's easy for me to say, Oh, don't worry about it because I, it, kills me it destroys me when I think that someone doesn't like me yeah um but also I shouldn't even really know about it or think about it or spend any time on it because I know who I am and I like me yeah yeah well the one thing that goes hand in hand with this and I doubt it's on the list Mm -hmm. is if somebody tells you something about (sighs) somebody and you go and tell them did you did you need to do that right that that's I've always taught my girls and I've always tried to apply that to myself. Like, is it necessary? Right. Does it bring 
does it add to the situation in any way, shape or form? If mm-hmm. someone is just talking to you and they're saying something about so-and-so and then you turn right around and go tell so-and-so, like, what have you done? Yeah. I mean, what, because that wouldn't make me spinning. feel good to, yeah. to tell someone that's, you know, yeah, I just don't, don't, sh- you don't need to share it. Yeah. Yep. That's a hard one though. We yeah. love, we love to be able to share all of those things. Yeah. Sometimes it's very appropriate. Because yeah. you need to know. Yes, absolutely. But if it's just going to hurt their feelings or bring them down. If it's just something stupid like yeah. so-and-so said that they didn't like the way that you wore your hair yesterday. Well, what does that add to a situation? <laughs> like, can you just fix words. how you wore your hair yesterday? Did you just like how words. you wore Somebody it? would be saying that to me every day and I would just <laughs> God, crushed. Alyssa, crushed. I just don't like the way that Julie wears her hair. No. Yeah. I do. I love it because it's you. Yeah. So. That thing. There. Farm hair don't care. Yeah. Time heals almost everything. Give time time. Yeah. That one's a hard one. It is a hard one. Some people would argue that. Right. And I guess it's just, you know, it's probably depends on the situation and the gravity of whatever it is. And and, yeah. Yeah. But I can tell you that the things in my life that I have felt were the biggest, most impactful Mm -hmm. in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Um, Time has done a lot to heal a yeah, lot of those. Yeah. So give time time. Yeah. However good or bad a situation is, it will change. The only constant is change. Yep. It's so interesting when I say that to people in a home visit. I was going to say, I hear you say that to people a uh, lot. I do. Because mm-hmm. they think they are prepared. Yep. And I'm like, do not. Right. Do not think that it, this is going to stay like this. Because just when you think you got a pattern or something, a behavior or whatever, it's yeah, it's gone, and then you got to figure that out. So yeah. just be ready for change. Yep. Yeah. Um, don't take yourself so seriously. No one else does. <laughs> yeah. I take myself a lot less seriously after I've been friends with you, and that's one of the things that I think is great <laughs> because you've taught me how to like chill out, loosen up, man, have some fun. Don't yeah. be so serious. Well, I, I have, have thrown all caution to the wind at this age and with, with the silly stuff I do on social media and even these podcasts, you know, I, I used to worry about if I had stuff in my teeth or my, you know, I just, this is who I am. And it's just one of those things that, um, I know I drive a lot of people crazy and they're just like, oh, she's so too much. She's just too much. And that's okay. Then don't be around. Right. But it is I is I. Yep, you is you. <laughs> well, we love it. Believe in miracles. Oh, I love that one so much. You have to believe. Yeah. yeah. Just like the story, just like the good news story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no kidding. I don't audit life. Show up and make the most of it now. Agreed. Live, <sighs> man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Growing old beats the alternative, which is dying young. Yeah. Your children get only one childhood. Yeah, that one's good. I do look back and and uh, hope that my children only think good. You know, yeah. I mean, I know things were different back then. Um, I was learning, you know, when you pop out a kid, the manual doesn't follow it. Not none. what? No manual. You're just like <laughs> it's like good luck. I mean, how really, honestly, how do they trust us with these things? With a baby human. <laughs> my biggest biggest legitimate worry was how will I know if I have put too many blankets or not enough blankets? How will I know if my child is warm enough or too, like not, not warm enough or too warm? Right. 
That's insane and amazing. God. She's she's almost twenty one now. <laughs> she made it. <laughs> she made it. And we you didn't, the, you didn't do too many blankets or not enough. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh my word! Um, <laughs> all that truly matters in the end is that you loved. Truth. There's no. You can't even top that one. You, you really can't. Get outside every day. Miracles are awaiting everywhere. Yeah. I think it's a miracle every time I see a white feather. Yeah. Because of the randomness of where I see them. Yeah. It makes no sense at all why they would be where they are. But yeah, I just took one the other day and I was going to send it to you. I never sent yeah. it to you. But that's kind of our thing. Yes. Is if you see a, a white feather, we, we send it to good, each other. Good things are coming to you. <laughs> yep. Um, if I love this one. This yeah. one is like maybe the best of all the of whole them. thing. Yeah. If we threw all of our problems in a pile and saw everyone else's, we'd grab ours back. <laughs> you do not know yeah. what someone else is going through. Yeah. Ever. And that's so true. Um, when we had our support group going, mm -hmm. every um, it was just a general support group. So we had people there that were dealing with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and just chronic illness. And when they would leave, they felt better knowing that they weren't the only ones that had something hard going on, but they wouldn't change their life right. for that other set yeah. of problems. And I think that a lot of times it was, it was very much a situation where they'd come in and then they'd be like, Oh yeah, maybe mine aren't as bad. Uh -huh. But then likewise, somebody else is probably looking <laughs> exactly. at them going, Oh, mine aren't as bad as that. Right, so exactly. Right. They're looking at each other. It's going, all, oh, you're you I don't want yours. So hard right now. <laughs> and Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, envy is a waste of time. Accept what you already have, not what you need. Yeah. And that's so true. And that's such a, I think, um, such a trap that we all can have a tendency to fall into mm. on the envy. But I try to look at things like if I start to feel myself being like, oh, well, somebody has something that I don't have. Then I'm like, but is that really what I would want? Yeah. Or should I just be happy for them mm -hmm. that they have something that they really want? Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to change your mindset on it so that you're not kind of coveting what it'll someone only, else has. It will only eat you up. Yes. And and that <laughs> negative energy that you're sending towards that, just it consumes right. you. Right. And then you, you know, you probably inadvertently make someone else feel bad because they're <laughs> just happy about what you know, something good in their life. And uh, yeah, it's just envy is a weird thing. And yeah, my um, dad, my dad was so cute about things. We'd be driving down the road and he'd go, Oh boy, I sure like their barn. I wish I had that barn and they had a bigger one. <laughs> I remember you telling that story yeah. like often. And I just, I think that's such a great way to look at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, the best is yet to come. Oh, what? That's a goodie. It's true because I know that there are still future farm mama fitnesses to come. So oh Lord, <laughs> no matter how you feel, get up, dress up and show up. That one's hard. Just show up. I, yes. If you can just get up and then show up, but at least you did that much. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, do get dressed. Yes. <laughs> dress get dressed <laughs> pants are not optional but, pants but are required do, but they do say that if you get up and you dress up you will feel better all day long it's true putting on your makeup or doing whatever it is to make yourself um be the part yep yeah i f i i do feel that every day and mm -hmm. i've been trying to do a better job here of just you know wearing something a little bit nicer not that it's ever bad what i right, wear but right. i can tell you that when i do dress up a little bit more i just 
feel a little bit better. I well, stand a little bit taller. I can also guarantee you on the days that I've decided, uh, I don't think I'll wear those nicer pants. I'll just wear my jeans today. Guaranteed that's the day that I'm going to get a sudden home yep. visit and I have to either run home and change real quick <laughs> or yep. whatever. I know. I'm like, well, I finally cleaned out. I cleaned my bedroom, right? My office. Because uh-huh. I had a bunch of clothes there. I, I don't know why. I guess I was just hanging on to them for those situations if yep. I wasn't quite dressed as well. <laughs> but I cleaned my room and took all of that home. So now I have to be prepared yeah. for the oh, uh, home visit. That's better for sure. <laughs> yes. Not that I do a lot of them, but occasionally I try to do one here and right there. <laughs> yes. Um, yield. Mm-hmm. That is number 41. Yield. Yep. Yep. Do it. <laughs> Life isn't tied with a bow, but it's still a gift. That was back to our Bible verse when we very first started. Yep. So that was a lot of positivity. No vegetables. No exercise. Oh, my gosh. Broccoli wasn't brought up once. Not one time. And so this is Regina Brett. Yeah. 90 years old of the Plain Dealer of... 90 years old of the Plain Dealer, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, the Plain Dealer. Is that like a the publication? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you see my mind trying to Process calculate it. what was going on there? Because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. But anyway, yes, Regina Brett, we appreciate you. And we agree. These are 42 life lessons that Wonderful are lessons. extremely valid. And we could all learn a lot from. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What did you bring for uh, grandma saying? What are we learning today? Well, so the funny thing is, is we just learned 42 of them. Yes. But I thought we'd do <laughs> Wait, one more just for good measure. <laughs> grandmother one. Um, so basically, I had heard about this one, so I looked it up, and um, it's put a sock in it. Ooh, Usually, yeah. everybody assumes that that means be quiet. Zip it, zippy, right? Because that's how I use it. Oh, just put a sock in it. Yep. Well, actually, it originally is referenced to the phonograph which was, it would play the music. Oh, and then... And then it had the big horn like the to speaker. amplify yeah. The, yeah, the sound. And since there was no volume control, they'd put a sock in it. That's how they would control yeah. the volume. Yep. That's where they said put a sock in it. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Did you... Have you ever heard can it? Oh, you've never heard? like. Well, I've heard it, but I, yeah. I was... It, that put a sock in it just made me think of can it. Like, that's enough. But maybe we'll have to look into I'll that have to one. Look up can it Is that now what too. was your... What was your take on can it? Oh, basically the same. Like just knock it off, can it? Yeah, done. Put it in, put it in the can, and put the lid on put it. Put a sock in it. Zip it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stop huh. is what it boils down to. Yes. Stop. <sighs> Stop. It. I do love that though. I like hearing where all of these sayings come from because you don't well, really know. You just ninety percent of the time are. I'm wrong. <laughs> if you can believe that, that is very hard to believe. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. If you have not yet subscribed, please do that at like Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to Mm -hmm. your podcasts. That is The Caregiven Podcast. And um, if you have a verse, a good news story, if you have a saying that you think is worth sharing, please email those to thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. And go like our Facebook page, join our group. Um, Yeah, I think that's, I think we... We done did it, Julie. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, since we're into the hundreds now, yes. we would love some reviews. Oh, yes. I think we need to know what... Please. What, only good ones, though, please. <laughs> what was that one? Number what? <laughs> we don't care what people think about us. Right. Of, <laughs> something like that. 
and it's none of our business. So <laughs> that one we might actually have to make our business. Yes. If they're like, uh, you stink. You hey, know? if we do stink, you know, just reach out individually. Send a, send an email. <laughs> Let us know how we can be better. But oh, we, we, we do accept five-star reviews. Five-star, five-star <laughs> yes. plus. Awesome. Yes. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs> have a good day. The Caregiven Name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Epaga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 